This is the IDP After Show. Hello, everyone. It's your boy, Adam. I'm with Johnny. It's Friday night. We're talking IDP bets, tackle props, sack props. It's time. It's it's legal in Kentucky. You know, it's been legal for two weeks. It was time to uh, to make a show, Johnny. <laughs> How are yes. you doing tonight, sir? Good, man. Good. Thanks for having me on. Yes, we were talking about your adventure of uh, Kentucky finally getting it. This is uh this is season two for us over here in the great state of Connecticut. And uh I was just telling you how deep down the rabbit hole it goes. You guys are in for an adventure. Yeah, I mean you're talking to me and 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 saying terms that I have no idea about. Like you're like uh you're like a seasoned vet at this point. I'm just like a, you know, wide eyed um freshman, just uh looking to learn, man, looking to learn and looking to uh to hopefully make some money and that's what that's what hopefully we can do for everyone that is tuning in and uh yeah i guess let's go ahead and get right into it what do you think yes sir fire away all right so my pick of the week right here to start us off i'm going with kyle van noy over 0.25 sacks plus 195 really good odds but kyle van noy man i know this is probably a name that not a lot of people expect to to hear but i really like this signing uh, the Baltimore did on September 27th. Uh, this was a team with desperate need for some pass rush help with David Ajabo likely being done for the season and Adafi Owe missing the last three and trending towards a fourth. Kyle Van Noy saw 15 pass rush, pass rush snaps in week four and 22 pass rush snaps in week five. With those 37 pass rush snaps, he managed five pressures and earned a 68 Point zero pass rush grade according to PFF. Also encourage everyone to take a look at how Kyle Van Noy finished the year in 2022. 16 pressures and five sacks in his final five games with the Chargers. Great matchup here uh, against Tennessee, who have a awful O-line. Um, Tannehill has been sacked 17 times this season, which is tied for fifth most in the NFL. So Kyle Van Noy Starting out hot. What do you think, Johnny? I like it. And I, and I like the, the over 0.25. That's huge with this, right? Because you get the half sack and you're still good to go. Uh, that That is good stuff right there. Man, I, I thought my first one was targeting a weak offensive line and a sack-prone quarterback, but you got me beat with that. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's right. All right, good stuff. All right, I'm going to lead off with one that's also over .025 sacks. So I like Uchenna Nuosa this week. He's got plus 165, which is a great price. Uh, he is going to be sacking Joe Burrow, hopefully, who has 11 sacks in five games. Uh, the Bengals have the 29th-ranked pass block win rate in the NFL, so not great. Uh, Nuosu does not get pulled in garbage time, which I know sounds like that doesn't mean anything, but those extra snaps uh, could help if it's a blowout one way or the other. We, you know, availability being the best avail uh, ability. Uh, this is Bengals are minus two and a half at Seattle. If we take away the three points that the home team gets, this is essentially an even game. So I think we get a back and forth game. I think we get full snaps for Nuosu. He played 60% of snaps last week. He's led all Seattle pass rush uh, in terms of playing time this season. 
so I think he's got probably the best chance uh, on the Seahawks to get a sack this week. And it's a weak offensive line for the Bengals, which everyone knows that it, it's obvious. Burrow's been running for his life for multiple seasons now. So that's my sack guy for the week. I love it. Yeah, Uchino has been on a tear as of late. And yeah, this is a great matchup. So um, great odds too, right? What was it? Plus 165? Uh, yeah, plus one. So that, that's that's good money right there. I like that. Sure, yeah. yep. All right, moving right along. I got Jack Gibbons. Six and a half tackles. I like the over. Odds aren't great. Minus 145. But I think this is one of those plays that if you if you're like me, you're getting hit up with tons of like profit boost right now with all these promos. So this is one that I mean, this feels like a like a no brainer that's going to happen. Jack Gibbons been really good as of late. Um, Twenty seven tackles over his last three games. Seven in week three. Ten in week four. And ten in week five. So I I expect him to hit the uh, the over here pretty easily. Uh, Baltimore Ravens are allowing the most tackles per game for opposing linebackers this year, allowing nearly 22 per game. Shout out our boy PFF Macri uh, for pro- providing the tackle data that we will be using on this show. They are also number one in linebacker tackle efficiency allowed, allowing opposing linebackers to have a tackle efficiency rate of 34%. To give perspective, the lowest linebacker tackle efficiency allowed is 16.3%. So just a really, really good matchup here for uh, for Gibbons. Over six and a half tackles. I saw Aziz Alshier was over nine and a half, and I think he was like plus 110. Honestly, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I don't hate that either, you know? Yeah, I've actually got that part as part of a parlay for for guys going over tackles, uh, the Aziz one. I love that, dude. This this game has got – I told people to stay away from this game for streaming corner because there's not going to be any passing. It's going to be a defensive black and blue affair, just, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust, that type of crap. Uh, I could totally see that, Just just not – much other than run offense from both these teams, which are run first teams. Uh, and yeah, Gibbons has been solid all year, even PFF wise, <clears throat> excuse me. He's, he's been solid. He's had a pretty good score there. So I like it. All righty. Uh, next one I want to talk about is a cornerback special. That's uh, that's what I'm known for. So bring in the corners here. So I want to combine Devin Witherspoon over four and a half combined tackles versus Cincinnati with, Kenny Moore over five and a half combined tackles versus Jacksonville. At the end of that, you get plus two Oh six. So Devin Witherspoon since becoming a starter uh, a couple weeks ago has seven and 11 combined tackles the last two weeks. He's likely going to be on uh, chase or Higgins. Uh, either way, he's going to see a ton of targets. All he's got to do is tackle the guy after he catches the pass more than 4.5 times. And we're okay. Uh, so Kenny Moore has had do, do, do. I may not have written that down. So Kenny Moore has hit this every week except week one. Uh, So Jacksonville has recently found their offense. Moore will be on Kirk or Ridley. And he's always an option in run support as well. Uh, Kenny Moore's great. We know that. And Witherspoon's hot. I think both these guys have a good shot to get to their uh, over their combined tackle numbers. And when you put them together, you get a decent price. Individually, it's not great. It's like minus 175 and minus 120 or something like that but uh together they look pretty good yeah i'll love old kenny more 
And yeah, he's been he's been really good as of late. Uh, nine tackles last week, eight in week four, um, and then yeah, four Baltimore week three, six against Houston in week two, and three against Jacksonville. But yeah, you love the uh, the recent games that he's been putting together. Okay, I got another sack one for us. Will Anderson over point two five sacks plus one sixty five. Johnny, ooh. So slow start in the sack column for Mr. Anderson, but he is hashtag good and he's playing well despite not getting home since the season opener. I think that changes this week against Derek Carr and the Saints. The Saints have given up 17 sacks as a team this season, tied for fifth most in the NFL. Will Anderson currently has a 74.8 overall PFF grade and his 16.4% pass rush win rate ranks 16th among all edge rushers. He has 16 pressures on 132 pass rush snaps. Very good numbers for a rookie. I think this is a good spot for Mr. Anderson this week. Again, love those odds. Will Anderson over .25 sacks. Nice. I love that. And, I, and, I, and I'm with you on that. How many times have we seen that where the pass rush metrics – show us that a guy should be producing that just hasn't happened yet nature of the position and then it catches up all of a sudden max crosby for example uh so yeah that's that's definitely coming for mr anderson that's for sure yeah we see it all the time and like i don't know when guys are due it just seems like they they kind of fall into them and will anderson is due yeah no doubt love that good call there uh, so this next one I've got is a monster. I'm just going to break it up a little bit. Uh, so I like Aziz Alshair over 5.5 solo because the price is a little bit better on solo combined with Cody Farton Barton over 4.5 solo tackles this week. Uh, so with Aziz, uh, game script. We just talked about this, right? It, it There's probably not going to be a ton of passing offense involved. If I recall correctly, it's the 20. 8th and 26th passing offenses in the league, which not great. Uh, so a lot of ground and pound. Uh, so Aziz should be well positioned for that. He's been over this number the last two weeks, this solo tackle number the last two weeks, and he's in a good spot to do it again this week. Uh, Cody Barton has been over his number three games in a row, and he's in a very similar situation against Atlanta that does not possess a passing offense. They only run the ball, it seems like. Uh, or at least uh, my teams that have Kyle Pitts feels like it seems like. So, so, <laughs> so I think true. these, yeah, you know what I mean? So I, I think those two, when you combine them, um, don't have the individual price there because I did this thing as a monster. But, you know, put them together, you get uh, a decent price right there or play them individually. I think both are in a good position to at least get those numbers this week and probably even go over. Good stuff there. All right, I'm sticking with the uh, – I got a lot of sack uh, props this week, uh, apparently. Uh, here's another one. Josh Uche over .25 sacks. That is plus 150. With uh, with Matt Judon going down, I expect New England to rely much more on Uche going forward. We already saw this in Week 5 when Uche played a season-high 50% of the defensive snaps. Uche is absolutely tearing it up from a PFF standpoint. He has 16 pressures on just 78 pass rush attempts. That's an elite 20.5% pressure rate. His 18.9% pass rush win rate ranks 12th among all edge rushers. He currently has a 77.3 pass rush grade. That is 22nd among edge rushers. And none of this is new. 
Uche has performed well any time he's been given the opportunity. Unfortunately, that's always been the problem with Uche. He just doesn't get the chance. Uche has never played more than 374 snaps in a single season. Ridiculous for a guy entering his fourth year that has flashed the way Uche has. Anyway, all that to say he has a great matchup this week against the Las Vegas Raiders and Jimmy G. Could easily see Uche get a half sack in this spot. Yeah, I'm with you, man. As soon as we saw uh, Judine go down, we all pretty much knew the Uche bump was coming. I, I thought he'd get more of one last week, but I, I think that's coming. I, I think he's going to have plenty more playing time. And what was he was like second in sacks on that team last year with like 11 or something? Yeah, yeah, 11. Yeah, like maybe 11 and a half actually. But yeah, he was he was great last year. All the advanced metrics have have pretty much said that his entire career. So uh, yeah, I expect him to have a much bigger rest of season. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That's a good call, getting out in front of that. Uh, okay, I got another guy that might be a little under the radar this week. Uh, everyone in IDP land has been talking about how just shredded and screwed up Carolina's uh, secondary is. And, uh, you know, Chin's not even getting used, really, with all this happening, which is crazy, but it is what it is. Uh, with all that said, the one cornerback that has played and played significant snaps the last three weeks is C.J. Henderson, who right now is at plus 120 to go over three and a half combined tackles, which ain't much, especially for the corner one, uh, you know, who's going to be on Tyreek Hill or, or uh, Waddle. That's that's a pretty good setup right there. So availability is the best ability. He's going to play 100% of snaps. Miami should absolutely dominate time of possession in this game. I have a feeling they could be on offense for like 45 minutes, and, and that's only half a joke right there. Carolina's absolutely horrendous. They're just going to get annihilated. Uh, so Henderson's going to be on the field a lot. He just needs to stumble his way into more than three and a half combined tackles for a good price at plus 120. Yeah, that's beautiful right there. Um, yeah, you can't say much more than that. Devin White, over six and a half tackles, plus assist, minus 130. So slow start for us in Fantasyland, but six and a half tackles for Devin White is far too low. For his career, he averages 7.7 tackles per game. Detroit has given up the fifth most tackles to opposing linebackers through the first five games, allowing nearly 20 per week. So I think we got a big Devin White game incoming. And I'm just going to go ahead and stick with this same game here, Johnny. Um, Antoine Winfield, his tackle line is set at 6.5 this week. Odds for that are minus 110. So I love the over here as well. Winfield is averaging 7.8 tackles per game this season, and he has a career mark of 6.4 per game. He's gone over six and a half tackles in three of his first four games, and Detroit is giving up the second most tackles to safeties, allowing 17 per game. Once again, shout out to John Macri over at PFF. Yeah, yeah, and and there's a. I was looking at this the other day with White and with Levante David. There is a noticeable difference in their box scores when they go up against a real offense. You you can actually see when that happens. Like week two, bad week. Uh, what was it? Week four, bad week, or, or it's something like that. You could see the two stinkers they both had at the same time against poor offenses when they're where they're in a real game. Both those guys really produce, and they got a real team across from them this week with the Lions, man. So I could see that. I think there's going to be a ton of IDP production in that game, no doubt. 
Yeah, six and a half tackles. That's just really low. And in fact, I mean, I probably like that bet more than I like that Gibbon, Gibbons one that I mentioned at the top of the show. Um, and better odds for it, too. Minus 130. I think the Gibbons was like minus 145. But either way, two feels like locks. Yeah, good stuff there. And and we were talking about this before uh, we hit record. If, you, if you're worried about this and you want a better price, you can always parlay a few of them and then round robin it so you don't get hosed if one of them goes out you know you you par you parlay like five or six of these together do a round robin where you only got to get two or three right and then you got a buffer zone for you can get stuff wrong and still make a profit that is uh been my favorite discovery of the gambling stuff this year is the round robin All righty. Next one I want to talk about is Grant Delpit over five and a half combined tackles. Price isn't great, minus 135, but the setup is literally perfect. So the Browns are starting, what, P.J. Walker this week, I heard? Uh, Yeah, not going to go well for them. San Francisco's in town. Um, San Francisco has the number three, uh, you know, per yards defense in the league, but they're they're pretty much the best defense in the league. They're going to make life a living hell for PJ Walker. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a lot of San Francisco on offense and not a lot of Cleveland on offense. Uh, so Delpit's going to be on the field a lot. We know the linebacker core in front of him is just a dumpster fire mess, screwed up. Uh, and I think he's, he's just going to be out there more than enough to get five and a half combined tackles. He plays a lot of box snaps. Uh, Macri's talked about that before. Uh, San Fran's probably just going to you know, run the clock out end of third all the way through the fourth quarter. And that should do it right there. Um, and, and we were talking about this before as well. It's with these bets, a good thought process to get there is how do you think the game's going to go? What do you think's going to happen? and then craft your bet to mirror that game script or, or how you think it's going to go. So I, I think Delpit easily has a good day, you know, spending 35, 40 minutes on the field this week against the Niners. Yeah, totally agree with that. Um, and yeah, I mean, he, he's, he struggled as of late, but those first two games, eight tackles, six tackles, um, he, he got five against Baltimore. So yeah, I mean, he's, he should be all over that. Um, but yeah, fantastic matchup. All right. My last, I think this is my last pick, Johnny. Uh, yeah. Okay, Sam Hubbard, over three and a half tackles plus assist. This isn't the best matchup when it comes to tackles for defensive linemen, but I'm betting on Sam Hubbard here. Hubbard is one of the better run defenders in the league and has racked up over 60 tackles four times in his first six seasons. For his career, he averages 4.1 tackles per game. This season, Hubbard is averaging five tackles per game and has gone over three and a half tackles in four of his first five. So, like you mentioned, this is, um, I think this game is going to be back and forth. Both teams are going to be on the field a lot. Um, I like Hubbard to to get over three and a half tackles. Yeah, that that's uh, that's what he was famous for for so long in IDP was you get that tackle floor. Uh, I, in fact, I think he was even doing it when it was a 16 game season. Cause I remember doing the math and realizing it was like, you started with five combined tackles a game with Hubbard. <laughs> and yeah. if you got it, if you got sack, it was great. If not, you still had a decent score. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best floors in, in IDP for, uh, for the edge position, no doubt. Yeah. That's a great call right there. I like that. Uh, okay. I could probably sneak one in one more in here for you. So I like Tyson Campbell this week. Uh, I'd have to look up his price. It's probably not great. 
But Tyson Campbell to go over four and a half combined tackles. Uh, so the Colts are in town this week. Anthony Richardson's on the shelf for a month or two. Uh, Minshew's probably likely uh, got a much better com- completed passes floor. He's going to be able to throw it and complete passes way more effectively than a- Anthony Richardson did. Uh, Tyson Campbell's gone over that number four out of five games this season, including in week one when he played this exact team that he's playing this week. Uh, so I think it's a good setup. Tyson Campbell's just excellent. Also, he'll be on their best receiver and, uh, that'll probably be, um, Pittman and Pittman will probably be targeted a lot. So I think we're in a good spot. Bang. Love it. Johnny is the world's best at the, uh, cornerback evaluation. So, uh, always, uh, always love and appreciate a, a cornerback bet here. Um, but yeah, that's it folks. I mean, 20 minutes i think this is uh this has been a lot of fun this is how kind of i want the show to be um i want us to just rip off 10 to 15 bets and uh give you our reasoning and then just kind of get out of here because uh we know that you're degenerates like us and you got to uh you got to get home and and uh place more bets and stuff you know (laughs) works for me all right everyone good luck this week if you guys need anything feel free to reach out to us on the twitters Uh, But yeah, best of luck. Let's go get this bread. Yeah. This was the IDP After Show.